Welcome to the Fit Strength Performance Podcast, where you will be informed, educated, and empowered in order to take charge and take action so you can reach your athletic and or fitness goals. The only way for you to get stronger, faster, and better conditioned is to be consistent every day, all year long, doing things that will ensure your mind and body are strong and resilient. If you're ready to make changes, then let's go. All right, good to go? Yes, sir. All right, Supreme Hannah, what's going on? Welcome to the Fit Strength Performance Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Thanks you for having me on the show. Of course, man. Yeah, I've been excited trying to get some of the higher-level basketball players that train at the gym on the, on the line to hear your, your journey, your experience, and um, share some wisdom for some of the younger athletes on the up and up. So the first question I have for you, man, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. You know, what high school you went to, what college you went to, and currently what level of basketball um, you're playing at, as well as where you just came from. Well, I'm Rochester, New York. Um, went to East Ridge High School. Then was fortunate enough to play at the Division Two level at Damon College, which is now Damon University. Um, and I still uh, play to this day professional basketball. I've been in uh, Ukraine, Russia, league. And this past season, I played in Serbia. Nice. How did this season go? Uh, this season went pretty well. I only played um, like one-fifth of the season, I would say, just based on coming off an injury, signing very late to a team. But I was able to showcase what I can do and um, help the team win. So that was a positive I gained from it and just be back on the floor playing. So. Nice. Cool. So I got two two questions that weren't on the list, but I got to dive into it. Number one, what what's it like playing overseas? You know, you just said you played in Serbia, you played in Ukraine, you played in Russia. What what's that like playing with you know those type of athletes overseas, comparing to where you're coming from at Damon University? Damon is is different, but very similar all at the same time. So overseas, it's a it's a real physical game. Depending on what country you're in, um, you got guys that you know are. or you know do whatever it takes for their team to by any means there you know you'll you'll run to guys that you know that you you don't want to be in front of a full 40 minutes a night um but is that you know the 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 game is very high paced it's it's like college except like college 2.0 say it's it's more uh fast paced than college some of the rules are similar um and then they they incorporate some of the you know NBA rules where like there's no after half core and it's just you know it, it gets a little technical but it's a good mix of both where it's high level guys playing at a high level rate and it's a lot of strategy that goes into it absolutely now you said you were coming off an injury talk to me about that what uh what did you endure um leading up to this season uh so I I had broken my wrist while I was in Russia um, of last year, 2021, um, and pretty much got surgery when I came home in June. Just had to, you know, 
have that grind to understand that, okay, I'm, I'm injured. My first injury um, of my career as a professional athlete. So I didn't really know, uh, you know, what, what was the next step for me? Uh, am I going to continue to play? Um, what's the process after? And, and you got to understand it's still a business. So now with the injury, teams are like oh yeah you're injured and they'll try to do anything to you know kind of lowball you or you know not see you for what you're worth so you got to understand that and it was just a learning experience you know going through everything now I know uh the steps just in case now you know of if I injured again what what the process is but also what I need to be doing my end so that you know nothing in my day-to-day life really is affected by that absolutely now with um you know with this injury i know you know i know a little bit more of the details just because you're training at the gym and you and i connect and talk quite frequently what what was the craziest thing about this injury that you shared with me you know something that you never would have thought you know would have happened um you know dealing with a professional team thinking that you have those people you know who are gonna care for you and get you healed as soon as possible well what was that experience like well this was like um a a crazy experience you know very overwhelming and you know some sometimes you know you like okay is it is it all really worth it just based on everything I went through this past season like I said I this going to be my fifth year uh being able to play basketball and uh, when I was injured I was fortunate and blessed to play for great organizations with uh, the proper staff and the proper medical uh, teams that took care of everything and anything you needed, uh, you got it. So it was kind of like the first uh, opportunity I had where I was not to get surgery right away when I had a completely snapped wrist and just was treated a lot differently from once I arrived and when there was no value of me anymore after my injury because I was out for the, the season. So it was kind of like a, a reality check, like, wow, okay, uh, this is, this is a job at the end of the day, you know, like if you, you're only as good as value to, you know, some of these teams out here, which um, is the, the hard, you know, so just understanding that, you know, going into next season, to come or whoever else is out there trying to like pursue something your health is the main concern you know and don't ever try to like put anything before your own health in regards to they uh pressure you to play you're not feeling it anything any any anything in your body you feel like something let them know um and even have another well just in case you know I, I wouldn't risk anything because your body is your temple and as a professional athlete it's it's your source of income so uh that's the main there if you don't have your bodies right you know there's not a lot of money out there as a uh, my athlete right so absolutely so l- l- let's rewind a little bit what what helped you get to the division two level you know you're from you played at east ridge I know you had some potential like going to a different school, like a private school, but stuck it out with Eastridge. Um, what helped you get to that Division Two level? Because that's a rarity. You know, some athletes nowadays, if it's not D1, then it's not even an option. Um, 
you know, so talk to, talk to everyone about, you know, what it took to get to, to Damon. I would, I would say just uh, understanding, you know, like uh, a lot of guys, sometimes they don't really understand their, their place within where they are or where they want to be and understanding uh, who you are as a person. So I knew coming out of East Ridge, we weren't really a basketball-dominant school. I was a great player in high school, but at the same time, I wasn't getting any uh, greater Rochester recognition. I understood that I enjoyed winning. You know, um, I played AAU, played with all of the guys, um, like one of the best teams within the Rochester area, and I was respected by my peers, you know. And that was one thing that kept me confident. I understand, hey, these guys may be getting all the accolades and everything right now, but I'm on a team, man. When it comes down to a last shot of opportunity, they, they're they um, looking at me to make these uh, different decisions or plays. So that was one thing that just kept me going and understanding, okay, I'm an undersized guard. D1 right now is probably un- unlikely just from a standpoint. I didn't even lift until I seen a college campus before, so – that was How much a, did you uh, weigh? How much did you weigh I, in high school? I, I want to say probably like in, in the one forties, one forties, one fifties. You know, um, going into the year. So, okay. so what were some of your strengths that allowed you to, you know, get get looked at, Damon? Because you weren't a walk on, correct? No, I I was a preferred walk on my first year. Okay. So okay, but. The things that allowed me to get my look is also just networking and and uh, being confident as who, who I was as a player. So I knew what I was good at at a young age. Playing up in high school, you know, I, I've, I've played since 10th grade. I, I knew, okay, I'm a smaller guy. I got to be able to shoot basketball. You know, I got to be able to, to defend bigger guys, but also when they're pressuring me. So understanding that and then just uh, finding my own way to, okay, I got to get better in this aspect. Um, waking up every morning, going for to run down the street to the high school and jogging back, you know, just little things that creating a plan that worked for me. And then, and then also understanding, hey, it's, it's high school, especially in the Rochester area. Not a lot of guys are fortunate enough to play at the next level. So understanding that, like, hey, okay, I may be the only person right now on my basketball team that is actually taking this for basketball serious, but don't let that not be my motivation. You know, a lot of guys see that and they could make that excuse, like, okay, well, hey, I'm doing this, so let me uh, let me not work out today or let me, you know, skip this or whatever. But I, I took that as feel like, okay, try to win it as much as possible, even though the odds are against me, I'm going to say that I left it all out there, regardless of wherever I go, wherever I play at. So, mm-hmm. nice. And I like how you said, like you, you carved out a plan, you know, and some, I know, you know, working with athletes in my experience, um, you know, if kids worked out yesterday, they're good for the next couple of days. You know, I, I did this yesterday, so I'm going to take a day off. What is that? What was your plan leading up to um, not only entering Damon because you were a preferred walk-on, but you got a lot of recognition. You saw the floor quite a bit after your freshman year, um, even though you underwent a- an injury. What, what was that plan, you know, leading into your first year at Damon, 
and then completing your your career at Damon? So my plan at first was, you know, I tell guys all the time, like the other day I went to speak at a camp and um, something that resonated with me when I was younger, I went to group camp and uh, we had a, a guest speaker speaker was but he he asked everybody what is your dream you know, if your dream is to be in the nba raise your hand you know me at that time i was not really that confident i want i know i wanted to be a, a, a professional athlete but i was like ah, nba i'm only like five seconds the nba is going to be for me but i know i wanted to play basketball so in my head it was okay i'm gonna I'm be i'm gonna play overseas you know, I'm a, and I, I said that since I was in middle school. If you any, if you knew me back then, or you asked anyone, they always asked when I'm there. I'm gonna travel the world playing basketball. Now, in my later years, I would have been the kid raising my hand, saying, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna be in the NBA because mm-hmm. accomplished that." You know what I've said I would, but having that extra confidence to just raise my hand right there, we we don't know what could have happened. You know, so. That's one thing I think is just, you know, believing in yourself and understanding there's going to be ups and downs to everything. So when I entered Damon, grawny, young freshman, first thing I went to ask the coach, okay, hey, what do I need to do to play? You know, so I had those conversations. Um, it was an up and down period. Of, of course, as a freshman, you know, you those growing pains of now – I'm not the best player on my team anymore. I go from being the one of the best players um, and the best player at my my high school for the past three years to now I'm at the bottom of the totem pole and got to work mm-hmm. my way up. So it was a curve, but it, it fueled me to understand, like, okay, I don't like this feeling. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to have to feel this again. So what can I? you know, to, to make myself better. Sure. So it sounds like, it sounds like you, you went to the, the hierarchies of, of the, of Damon to figure out of the bat, the coaching staff to figure out, you know, what do I need to get better at? You know, what, what are the things that, you know, I may not be able to see um, because I'm in my own bubble and you took feedback and you ran with it instead of just, you know, Hey, I'm a ball handler. I'm only going to be a ball handler. Granted, you know, that may not be what you need to do to get in the court. So you took that feedback and you ran with it. And, and, and tell me about, you know, your career at Damon. Talk to me about, you know, what you did with that feedback. What was your day-to-day workouts, your skill development, your mindset? What did that look like? And then what happened, you know, come senior year in terms of that confidence development, the skill development, the physical attribute development? Yeah, so um, my first two years, like I said, I, it was a growing experience. I, I didn't really play as much as I felt I should have been playing. But, you know, I I always, you know, was attentive to learning, even from the guys in front of me and even uh, teammates that I had just understand, like, okay, this may not be my time, but when my time comes, I must be ready. So as a first, it, it would be nights I didn't even play. Um, and after I'm, I'm still in my uniform, I'm pulling out the gun, waiting for everybody to get out the gym and I'm going to put up shots, you know, out of just frustration of like, all right, hey, nobody believes 
I believe in myself. I know once I get in or whatever that the case may be, I have to be ready. So I used to do just little things like that just to um, stay ready, stay focused. When my junior year came, I got the opportunity to be pretty much – it was my team to lose now. Um, going to into a starting position and instantly – uh, it was kind of like a, a shock at first. I, 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 it's my team, but I'm still playing. Has you know, you you build uh, some bad habits when you know uh, you're just on a team and you may not be that that person. So you don't want to mess up, right? So my years, anytime I got in, I was on some okay. I, I whatever the coach needs, whatever uh, the team needs me to do, I'm doing. I'm trying. I'm not shooting as much, or I'm not as aggressive as normally am just making sure i'm trying to maximize my minutes right now it's hey it's okay to mess up we need you to actually mess up because we you're being you know i had one conversation with my coach uh, one of the first two games of the season it was i think at a halftime we're down i want to say like 18 points at half and i probably only took like two shots in the first half and you know he came into the locker room and he like put it on me, you know, just yelling. Nobody else's fault. It's all on me because he understood like, hey, how much, how hard of a worker I was, one, and just um, what I was capable of on the basketball court, you know. So second half came. I had twenty points in the second half. We, ended up, but it was just a wake up call. Like, okay, hey, listen, I can play at this level, get this level, and it's time to dominate. So after that, I went on the. Street where um, the next 10 games, we had a really good uh, team. Um, but the next next 10 games, I was shooting at least, uh, I went like 60% from three. I was averaging like 16 points and uh, well over like six assists for that stint um, in like a 10-game stint. And I suffered my first injury um, that same year. It was a tweaked groin at the time which we believed. Um, so I played through it, you know, um, it was, it was kind of, you know, a, a weird feeling like I, I'm finally getting my feet under me. And now my feet, I get injured, you know, when I have my opportunity. So um, after that, my senior year came around, I played like the first couple of games in a year. Oh, we, we ended up winning um, a, a championship that match. We, we had a pretty good team of guys that um, out of our starting year, my junior year, four of us went on to um, professional basketball. So that was a pretty cool moment. And uh, one of them still plays today. So uh, that's pretty cool. After my senior year, um, well, going into my senior year, uh, I found out that that pulled groin was – a labrum, something with my labrum and, and my hip and my left hip. So it wasn't really for that needed uh, like surgery at that time. So I was just advised to, you know, just do physical therapy. And um, the next step is seeing if we could play. So I started off great. I'm averaging like well over 17 points. And then just the wear and tear of just the first couple of weeks of being in the season, you know, preseason and college and all that conditioning and practicing. 
after that occurred, I end up uh, asking, you know, I had one, I was like, I couldn't even really move my leg. So I, I asked uh, the AT at our school if we could, you know, uh, get it looked at again. I end up redshirting and uh, the rest was history. Get surgery that year and I was out. So what do you think built up to that torn labor? Do you hear Emma crying in the background? Yeah. <laughs> he just woke up. I told you, so he gets, he gets up, man. He gets yeah. up. Um, so with, with that torn labrum, what do you think could have led to that, prevented it? You know, what, what did that, how did that alter your trajectory? Because sometimes we see high-level athletes, you know, it can go, it can go aggressively in one or, one or other direction. You know, we think of Derrick Rose, right? He tore his meniscus and he was out for 12 months, but he came back more athletic, you know, but then we get some other guys that, you know, they could have a micro fracture in their knee or a really bad ankle sprain. And that's kind of the end of their career. What did this torn, torn labrum kind of do for you as far as your trajectory to the next level or a higher level? Made me realize, like, okay, well, I got to take care of my body, you know, like, like I said, so since I was in middle school, my goal was to become a professional athlete and I wasn't going to let anything steer me from that. So with me getting your injury, it kind of like woke me up like, okay, hey, listen, you need to start taking care you need to, you know, find different ways of how, how you can take care of your body. And so these little injuries like this won't happen, you know? So that was just a pretty much like a wake up call, like a blessing and a curse. You know, unfortunately I was, um, I missed my senior season and then I had to a uh, red shirt, but at the same time, I was fortunate enough to just, you know, go through that process of what's injured. Um, that was my first injury, like major injury, uh, major surgery in my life. You know, I, I, I didn't even get my tonsils out before, you know, so that was like <laughs> kind of like my first main injury and just seeing what the process w- was, was and, how I just cherished every moment of that going into, you know, my just being grateful to be able to play basketball. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, now, like you said, you, you're going into your senior year, whether your junior year, you had a, a tweaked groin, something you could play through. Thinking back to everything that you and I have done, things that you continuously do, do you think the torn labrum could have been preventative? Do you think there could have been things that would have – um, you know, lessened the the wear and tear leading into your senior season. Because did you tear it? You tore it during your junior year? End of the yeah, year? yeah. So pretty much it was like a slight tear. And then heading into my senior year after I played those first three games. Mm-hmm. I like so you, you had just, that whole summer. You had that whole spring, yeah. summer, and fall. Yeah. 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 So do you, like based that. on what you know now, do you think that, you know, do you think things have, could have been – you could have done things that would have, you know, healed and helped you finish off your senior year. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Just from a standpoint of just the basics as stretching. I didn't, I never really stretched until after I got my surgery, you know, Mm -hmm. like we, we do team stretches and all that, but it was kind of like a, a realization by I need to like, for my person, everybody's different, you know, everybody's body is different. And yeah, you have to, you know, do what fits your body. So I, I, I say to say, like, after that, I, I finally, I'm, I'm injury free. <laughs> I'm, I'm in my first practice my senior year. And 
I'm on the sideline stretching. We're about to start just individual workouts. Of my teammates, I tell him, "Hey, man, make sure you stretch." You know, like now I'm, I, I'm, you know, uh, tell these guys, you know, the younger guys. I'm a senior on the team, captain. I'm, hey, guys, hey, make sure you stretch, man. Like, you know, it's important. This and that, da da da. And they like, yeah, whatever. First, first uh, drill we do. The other point on our team pierces ACL. Mm. So it was just like a wow, like you know, something so simple as that, you know, could be preventative. You know, obviously, like the stretching, that may not have been the reason why, but it's just, you know, that having that in my in my thoughts, it was like, okay, wow, like that literally just happened right to me, like that that easily was me because it, it was the same thing that happened just in practice. We're doing a closeout drill, and I chop my feet, and I hear like a little pop in my hip you know so it's the same same simple thing as, as just stretching or day-to-day things but now that you know i've been working um with you know a, a trainer a strength and conditioning coach i have like a lot of knowledge on how to you know make sure and take the preventive steps of when i don't feel something right with my body you know i have that access i have that you know that line to call but also the knowledge of just going there and just wanting to more like, okay, what else, what else can I do? Like, you know, so. Mm-hmm. So how has sports performance training played a role in your career, not only in the rehabilitation process when you tore your hip and then, you know, helping you get to that next level um, being a professional athlete, you know, cause I know there's a, there's a misconception when you, when you hear a lot of guys, and a lot of coaches or athletes say, yeah, what if I strain turn? I'm going to be too strong, too big. I don't want to be too bulky and may ruin my jump shot. You know, when we look at sports performance training, it's way more than just let's pick up something heavy. So in what role did sports performance training help you get to a higher level after college? And even in that, you know, rehabilitation process for that fifth year, that fifth year you had at Damon. Uh, well, it helped me tremendously just to understand where my weaknesses was within my own personal body and where I can, you know, maximize my athleticism. So like since I've been uh, like a professional athlete, that one thing I always tell guys to invest in yourself. So that was one thing I was like, okay, hey, listen, like if I want to take this serious into the next step, I got to start investing in my, my own self to where I'm just not going, you know, to a gym doing a couple pull-ups and push-ups and like, I'll lift it for the day. I feel good. You know, just understanding, you know, there's a lot of different things that you can be doing to maximize your full athleticism. So it's helped me tremendously. Like I, I understand that lifting is important, important during in season, especially uh, once, you know, later season, my first, within my first year, uh, being a pro, I was I was fortunate on a great team in a great situation where we ended up winning a championship, you know. And it was it was times where I I, I seen you know just a long and I was there from August all the way till June. Some of my teammates and I'm going against like they're just tired, you know. You could just see it physically, mentally, and just their bodies are are just giving out on them, you know. Fortunately enough. You know, I, I I had that knowledge of understanding like, hey, I need to be lifting, you know, on, on days I don't really feel like lifting. I just got to, you know, do certain things to make sure my body is ready. 
and we end up winning the championship that year. So, absolutely. So sounds like with what you did leading up to, you know, your first your first season playing professionally. Um, you know, not only was performance being enhanced from the speed, change of direction, you know, vertical jumping abilities, your strength, you were just able to play the whole season without getting injured with, you know, while maintaining a higher level of performance come playoff time. Exactly. Like I like uh, I was fortunate, you know, to have any non-contact injury so far to date, you know, just based on doing all the proper things of taking care of my body, understanding, you know, that everything aligns from a diet to, you know, physical therapy to strength and conditioning and even on, on skills court, you know, just understanding that everything has an effect on how you will play and how everything, how you feel just, you know, on a day to day, like, cause at the end of the day, it's a, it's a job, but it's something you love. So, you know, like anyone else with a, a regular job or whatever they're doing, you wait, Sometimes you don't you don't you don't feel like doing this today, you know, mm-hmm. and understanding that, OK, I don't I don't want to do this. But if I want to be successful in my own right and regardless if I'm working a nine to five or, you know what I mean, I have my own business. or I'm a athlete. This, these are the things that are required out of me day in and day out to be to be as successful as I can be. So, so right, you, you went to Damon College. You played in, you know, Rochester. So for anyone that's in a Rochester area, you know, right, they can, they can probably relate to you at a high level, and especially those athletes that, you know, they may think like, oh, this, you know, my town doesn't get a lot of looks or, you know, there's not a high level of talent in my area. You know, I'll never get a D2 or D1 scholarship and never be able to play pro, you know. So I think you are very relatable because of your path. You know, describe, you know, just real quick, describe what your day to day looks like, you know, because I always love leaving people with that information of like, hey, if you want to get to this level, this is what you could and technically should be doing every single day to get to play college ball, to get to play division two or division one basketball, to get to play professional basketball. So what what is your routine look like? So typically my summer routine, uh, it, it looks. Um, I prefer to lift in the morning, get my lift out as, as soon as possible, you know, straight and conditioning. Um, I wake up first, uh, breakfast, uh, you know, that's one of the most important meals to get. And just from a calorie standpoint and just meals in, I know that on, on days I'm probably going to have like two or three workouts, depending on if I play, I, I must eat it as much as possible. So I usually want to start my lift, uh, my day off with the lift. Um, after I eat breakfast, and then have like a protein shake or whatnot. After, try to take like a a little nap or just you know relax time. Focus on uh, things outside of basketball, such as like a business or you know anything uh, to just better myself as a person. Usually go back to the gym uh, for skills or just for shooting, depending on. Uh, if I'm playing that night, so I, I'm, I want to say I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much on the, on the go, you know, the whole day, uh, <laughs> I come forth, you know, just from just to get food really. And then I'm back out, you know, going for, uh, to do skills and come back, relax for a little bit. Now we're playing for two hours of the day. So it's a, it's a lot, you know, but mm-hmm. it's worth it. Just understand. Okay. I have a note notebook that I I do every Sunday. Well, 
you know, things that I feel like I want to work on on the basketball court for the week, you know, whether it's a pace, whether it's certain shots or passing, I I write down the specifics of my day to day, you know, and then luckily my, my lips are already taken care of. I I just, you know, go to the facility and I have everything there lined up for me. So, and pertaining to just basketball, I, I really focus on my personal game. Like, okay. Hey, what, where did I struggle last year? And one thing that I have I've incorporated this year a lot is uh, watching film. So I probably watch film three to four days out of out of the week, um, like a quick hour. I'll, I'll like put on a random game I played within the past like couple of years, and just really analyze it from a different standpoint of okay, where where do I look comfortable at, and where do I look uncomfortable, or you know where did I a little bit or at what what time around the game I'm not aggressive, you know, so I, I, I find out my own tendencies and see where I can change them, you know, and, and this year, uh, as you know, we've been incorporating a lot more conditioning just from being out of, out of the game after an injury because, you know, I, I felt my motor not being the same just based on where I was with it and uh, being out, so try to get that conditioning in as well, you know, and just now I'm back just trying to jump as much as possible just from a healthy, you know, state of mind and a healthy, having a healthy vessel. So. So, so what I'm hearing is it sounds like you are, you are, you're, you're critical to your, to your own um, performance. You know, a lot, a lot of times athletes don't, like to admit to their weaknesses and when they play they only play towards their strengths you know but at the end of the day it seems like you're very comfortable with identifying your um you know your weaknesses and then you plan out how am I going to get better at those weaknesses you know so I think that's awesome on Sunday I'm gonna you know these are the things I don't think I'm great at right now these are the tendencies I think that I, I I'm, I'm creating that could be bad habits and then you attack them head on the following week yeah that's love. I love it, man. I think that's, you know, I, I listened to a podcast with um, uh, who is who is the guy who played with uh, Haslam. Uh, what's his name? Haslam from the Heat. Udonis and, Haslam. Uh, Udonis Haslam. And he said, you know, if you got to if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. You know, so with that being said, it's just, you know, you're constantly staying ready for those moments where you could be uncomfortable and you master those times. So when you're uncomfortable, you've already you've already busted through there head first. Exactly. Painting everything that you already have, like making sure like, OK, you know, you're good at this, but that doesn't mean not to, you know, continue to work on these things. You, you want to be at that same level of consistency of like, OK, I know this is where I'm good at. I'm going to stay good here. But now the holes within my game or, you know, personal self. I'm fixing those just to, you know, be overall, overall better. So, Absolutely. Now, I know me being a strength and conditioning coach and having my own gym, I got I got to let the listeners kind of hear some of those things that, you know, you and I were able to are, are able to do and still doing the things that you're doing on your own from a strength and conditioning perspective. So what are those things that you're working on in the weight room that we're working on that you even utilize you know, you even perform on your own. Cause I know when you go overseas, 
right? Sometimes the teams have a strength and conditioning coach and sometimes you're just on your own and you just have a weight room to do your own thing. So what are some of the things that you, that you work on that we've worked on that have really helped your performance as well as prevent those non-contact injuries? Uh, we do a lot of, you know, training, but also, you know, isometric and single leg uh, things that I think are very beneficial, especially as an athlete, you know, um, especially during the season, you may have a tweaked ankle or, you know, so you, you, your knees may be hurting from, you know, jumper's knee or something and just understand, okay, these are the things are uh, matches uh to continue to play you know through this and to prevent happening again you know so i i, I like how we uh incorporate you know, it's it's a lot of strength but at the same time it's a lot of core um a lot of uh a lot of stretching with in between sets and what i think is very beneficial if you're you know trying to play at any level just understanding okay hey if i'm doing this heavy Maybe the next set I with uh, another muscle is something completely different, you know, not over the body, not making sure like you leave the weight room and you're completely exhausted. Our goal is to always maximize our athleticism. And, you know, before, you know, I had a, a, a contact injury with my ankle that kind of like limited me within my athleticism. But before that, you know, I used to be getting up. I was like the fat, one of the fastest, you know, fortunately my ankle is back uh, healthy and we're getting all the kinks out right now, which I, I've been pretty excited about. And now like, you know, I go into a gym where it's like, okay, for conditioning today, three or four dunks before I get out of here. You know what I mean? So, I wasn't able to do that just based on, you know, comfort level of going with the injury. Now, you know, it's like, okay, I'm back in the gym. My legs are under me. Let's, let's push it a little bit more. So those are the things I just love, you know, being a, being a part of and understanding like, okay, there's, it's just like how my, my, my journey has been, you know, it's ups and downs, but consistency is key, you know? I want people to know that, you know, some of the best reasons why our athletes should be a part of some type of performance-based program or business is because of the community created. You know, you know, Soup can attest, you know, at our, at my gym, you know, we aren't, um, you know, we're not physical therapists, we're not doctors, we're not orthopedic surgeons. However, we do have people that we continuously communicate with. And some of the things that we do at Fit Strength, you know, right there, the, you know, Soup, you can attest, right? We, we didn't look at your ankle and break it down from a diagnostic, a biomechanical standpoint. We sent you off to rock physical therapy. We sent you off to the people that do those things because, you know, that's in our network. And those are some of the, the that's the value of, you know, being a part of, of, of a business or a program, you know, such as Fit Strength Performance. We have other people that do things better than we can do. So, you know, like when soup comes back in the gym, you know, we can do what we're supposed to do in a sports performance environment, you know, so, you know, at the end of the day, you know, soup, you've been a, a tremendous athlete um, with an amazing mindset that's allowed you to take your performance to different heights to, to overcome different adversities. And that's going to lead me into just 
talking to the to the listeners about TAP. You know, so real brief, do you want to tell tell people what TAP's all about? Oh yeah, so Threat Adversity Prosper is a motivational brand. You know that um I just started once I got well actually you know it was kind of ironic it was my first tattoo as when I was like 18 in high school um it was through adversity I prosper you know just understanding you know that in life there there's will be challenges and it's always about how you respond to these things so it's kind of like something that since then I, I just lived by you know whether it wasn't when I was in college on the bench waiting for my opportunity it's like okay this is this is adversity you know I, i'm just waiting my turn stay consistent you know your your time is coming third win coming out of division two trying to become a professional athlete with no no place to start like or how to become a you know and just understand like okay hey what can i be doing though to you know myself so it's um like I said, it's a motivational brand that I, I started after I just got injured this past season. Um, just show insides of what it is, how how it is of being just a professional athlete and just, you know, the mental barriers are and understanding that, you know, everybody's human, you know, like you go and you go somewhere and you you tell them, Oh, you know, just simple talk and that and you get that, oh, oh, really? Like, but time you know it's ups and downs with anything you know like just because they're they're happy for you you may not even be happy right now that you're in the predicament <laughs> you're in you know yeah so uh just you know that that word adversity you know is as a staple you know the world you know anything there's adversity within every walk of life so it's something very relatable and just understanding coming and you know prosper you know, overcome whatever comes that specific adversity in your own life, you know, and, you know, accept it, you know, uh, it's a challenge, accept it, you know, head on, continue to, you know, thrive through whatever, you know, your walk and your journey is. Nice. Love it, man. Love it. So quick hitters, quick hitters before we end. These questions, these are your answers can be as long or short as you'd like. Um, so here we go. First one, books or podcasts? What do you like? Podcast. Podcast. Yes. Any uh, any uh, anyone you you like listening to? Uh, there's a few. The Pivot podcast. Hmm. Um, okay. I like the Pivot. I like Serendipity with Inky Johnson. It's hmm. really it's a really good podcast. Uh, it's about you know uh, different topics day to day. Inky Johnson. He's a motivational speaker. Um, that he he went through adversity. His, you know, he was a Division One athlete, and he got into a accident on field, which caused him to paralyze his whole, you know. And okay. he just, you know, goes on to uh, become a motivational speaker, and just, you know, how to him that injury he had NFL dreams, and how that injury, you know, altered his dreams, but how he's for blessed like he can't see it not happening to himself so sure. you know he just has different uh topics of the day he discusses and it's a really good you know knowledgeable ass um also um i'm athlete podcast uh that I, I watch that's all i watch is podcasts and i'm, I'm on youtube <laughs> more than uh 
regular cable or anything. Gotcha. I like it. I like it. Since since training at Fit Strength or even like PT or what you've done, you know, in college, what's your favorite exercise? My favorite exercise, probably. Uh, I'm gonna keep it simple, man. I, I like I like pull ups, man. I like I like cool. pull ups. Um, you, that I like you, you do press. like those prison workouts. You like those prison yeah. workouts. You like yeah, bench like, press? What? Yeah, like bench, bench press now, especially now that my my wrist is is back. Like now, like yeah. I think today on my program is a bench press, and I'm I'm going for like that 85 now. You know, like I've I've been at 80 uh, the past two times, so now it's like okay, I'm trying to trying to get yeah. it back. You know, so and I like that. I like trap bar. Yeah. I like trap deadlifting. It makes me feel like I'm doing something. So. Right. Respect, you know me. I'm a trap bar guy. Love it, love it. Yeah. All right. Five seconds left. Five seconds left in the shot clock. Down, down one. You got the ball. What's your go-to move? What do you do? What's Five your seconds move left. In your hand? I got the ball. I'm at the top of the key. You, you, you sure? That's where you're okay. at. You, you, okay. you got oh. that rock. You got it. You got You got to uh, put up a shot. What do you do? Seconds left. I'm at the top what of the key. Do? I'm probably gonna do uh, like a. Tween stunt and go get to my fade on that left elbow. Game over. Okay. Okay. Tween stunt and go. You're gonna have to make a video and put that on Instagram so I know what that uh, is. It's so like tween. a like a it's like a pace type thing, you know, just like you out and just like the glide dribble, like just glide yeah, and left. Yeah, kind of like okay. a glide. Okay. Into a like a quick go, and yeah. I know you're gonna be there, but get into a spot. So hundred percent. You you definitely going to that pull up. I know you are. Yeah. yeah. Definitely going to that pull up. All right. Any anything you want to listen to on the podcast? Any topic that, um, that you'd be interested in learning about? Topics I'd be interested in learning about. Um let's see. Topics I'd be interested probably um uh what it takes, like you know, um from a business standpoint, you know, cause I feel like people get caught up in, uh, understanding like I, it's fit, fit performance and everything like that strength and conditioning. And there's a lot of coaches and a lot of, you know, different outlets out there, like what it takes for you to be successful in your own, you know, company or having your own, you know, business. Like I think yeah. it's important, you know, cause I, like a guy like you, I see, I, I've seen, you know, you diligence of grind, that grind, you know, of your day to day, you know, I know you, you barely sleep, you know what I mean? And you got a family <laughs> now, and you know sleep what I mean? Enough. Sleep enough. <laughs> yeah, so, sleep so enough. just that, just that, um, that grind of understanding, like, hey, just because, um, like, it's a different grind, but it's still a grind, you know? That day to day, I would be more interested in you know, what's your day to day like, you know? So, okay, I like it. I like it. Maybe I'll maybe I'll be the next solo show. Next solo show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. my guy Soup. You know, you're my number one guy. Love being in the gym with you. Love, love the relationship we've built over the years. So I appreciate your time. Where can the listeners find you? Uh, on Instagram, I'm I'm the most active on Instagram. Supreme dot Shakur. Um, also tap underscore adversity. Those are my two Instagram uh, pages for my, my motor brand and my, my personal. Also, I have a YouTube 
if you just in my first and last name, Supreme Hannah, uh, the YouTube page should, should pos, uh, pop through Adversity Prosper. It has a bunch of my highlights and just it, it kind of me from high school all the way up until now. You know, that was like one of the main things that I learned at a young age. Uh, you got to be able to coach yourself. So I got into, you know, making my own highlight tapes and, you know, emailing them to Coach K or whoever, you know, at a young age, <laughs> just understand like somebody's going to have to look at this, you know, if the right love person it, looks it. at it and likes it. You know, love it. That's a bonus for me. So, love it. All right, man. Well, I really appreciate your time, and I will be seeing you in the gym soon, my man. All righty. All right, buddy. Good talking yeah, with see you. you. See you, man.